Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay. Today I want to talk a little bit candidly about September 11th. I don't think I've talked about this specifically in Short Funks previously, but I kind of feel like we're all friends now, so I can probably talk about this a bit more. After September 11th, for probably, I don't know, two years after September 11th, I was fascinated by the movement of young men towards going on jihad. My experience associated with this came through the time that I spent in Malaysia, reading the New Straits Times accounts of the active jihad against Russia and Chechnya, and the portrayal of these young Muslim men as freedom fighters and just the general narrative associated with attacking a superpower in that kind of way was very curious to read in English in a Western media publication. The New Straits Times covered this with great detail in a very positive light associated with the young Chechens who were fighting the Russians. And it was a very interesting narrative because I don't think even through Afghanistan, when the US sponsored substantially the Mujahideen, there was a lot of positive writing about the Mujahideen in newspapers and on television. I mean, they were called freedom fighters and all this kind of stuff. But you didn't get like daily updates from the front where the Mujahideen were providing like active photographs and narrative and, you know, descriptions of their various attacks against the Russians. I mean, it was fascinating to read this kind of narrative, like I said, in English. So if you fast forward 2003, I think, was when my mother, and my mother was in Malaysia. That was the reason that I lived in Malaysia for a period of time while I did my summer holidays. I'd go to Malaysia and stay with my mother initially, but also travel by train through Malaysia and Thailand. But when my mother got posted to the United Arab Emirates, it was 2003, and I already knew quite a bit associated with how Western diplomats and general civilians that were in this environment were typically targeted. My mother had had a series of, I don't know how one would describe it, just like incidents where I would have to be called and, you know, people would call me back and say, you know, if you haven't heard from us in half an hour, you know, there's something wrong or this kind of stuff. Just very curious incidents. I don't really want to talk too publicly about them because they're very strange. And when you interact with public servants whose job it is just to call people and tell them that their family members in danger it's not particularly edifying and it's not an experience i can really talk about in any civilized way my mother's experience in the uae i have very little to talk about there as well i don't know anything the only thing i know well i don't know i kind of know a few things but the one thing that i know that i remember and reference when people ask me is associated with the engineer Douglas Wood, who was captured. If you Google Douglas Wood engineer, you'll see a photo of this late 50-year-old guy, you know, standard rifle butts to the face, kind of drab photos of this guy who was being held by some Iraqi group somewhere. Anyway, my mother assisted in his rescue by coordinating intelligence and doing a variety of things, and she received an award for assisting with this guy's rescue which I think is one of the few bits of public information associated with my mother's work over this period of time. A lot of the stuff, the stuff that she shared with me, I just, it's not stuff I feel positive about. I think the level of danger that my mother experienced through this period is not very well documented and I don't know, but it was upsetting not having any information and certainly when you heard about diplomats dying and particularly when, you know, there were various attacks, heavily filmed attacks of 
you know, Westerners that were just stepping outside their front doors and were just gunned down and this kind of stuff. It was a long three years. And it's an interesting experience to have had this because in the US in particular, you know, they talk about two and a half million people that have served actively in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's probably more than that. It's probably about, you know, three to four million people that have actually had some contact with military service over this period of time. There's a morality associated with September 11th, which means that you can't be critical of the US's policies in public and in general circumstances because you've not suffered, you've not had family members that have either died or gone and fought in these circumstances. And whenever someone challenges me, and it happens less frequently, but still if I'm ever challenged associated with, well, what suffering did I have to go through associated with 9-11, I point out my mother. The one other piece of information that I do know about my mother is that she was offered the ambassadorship to Baghdad, but thankfully turned it down and retired. And Douglas Wood and that bit of information, that's all I really need to know. There were various press releases and stuff. I saw my mother's photo. She actually learned Arabic remarkably quickly so she could speak on television if she had to. The whole circumstances with regards to her going to the UAE as well, I don't really feel like I want to talk about that particularly. But I do feel a distinct connection associated with this ever-continuous war or series of wars that are going on currently. And I find it very curious that my particular perspective, which is just that this whole thing is, you know, military interventionism in this circumstance has just not, it's not achieved anything. I mean, it really hasn't. It killed Saddam Hussein, killed a few of his cronies, but for probably well more than a million Iraqis and I don't even think they kept proper count in Afghanistan. I mean, the whole thing just seems to me to be a complete folly and a complete waste of time. And if you look at my perspective politically, that's represented in my perspective politically as well, particularly associated with the contemporary political powers in the US. I just think these people are very, very curious. And primarily because, you know, I have some background associated with a family member who you know, I'd lost contact with for periods of time and you'd have these interactions where you just don't know about their safety. And if it was one of my brothers or if it was someone of my age group, then I might feel considerably better about the circumstances. But to have your 60-year-old mother in these circumstances, just the whole thing strikes me as ridiculous. So every September 11th, I reflect heavily. And ironically, actually, my mother was very concerned when I came to the US initially when I first moved here that I was going to die the hands of some gun would kill me. And I reflect on that very strongly, actually, when I wake up and I'm woken up by gunfire. Because I think I've really got to at least honour some of this and get myself out of a circumstance where it could possibly occur. Anyway, this is my reflection on September 11th. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out. <laughs>